What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of College Hockey Talk. I'm your host, Matthew, and thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And on today's podcast, I'm joined by a very special guest, post-women's hockey player Eve London joins the show. In this episode, we discuss many things, including Eve's college hockey experience with Post, what it was like growing up in Wisconsin, and why Eve chose to go to Post University. However, before we get to this interview, I'd just like to ask if you can please follow us on social media, whether it's on Instagram or Twitter, at College Hockey Talk, where you can get updates on this podcast and other exciting things going on in college hockey. Also, make sure to follow us on Spotify and subscribe to our Apple Podcast page and leave a rating and review. Doing these things helps our podcast grow, helps new people find us, and I'd truly appreciate it if you did those things. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. Now, here's today's episode with Eve. I hope you guys enjoy it. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's podcast, I'm joined by a very special guest. Post-women's hockey player Eve London joins the show today. Eve, thank you so much uh, for coming on the podcast. How's everything going? It's going well. Thank you very much for having me. Um, no problem. Well, thank you for coming on. Now, my first question to you, I guess, is I want to start off talking about this season for a little bit, and then can, we can kind of jump into uh, different things throughout the interview. But how would you evaluate your team's performance as of now? And I guess where are some things you're hoping to accomplish? Uh, just because, believe it or not, the season's starting to come to a close for you guys. Yeah, exactly. Um, so far, we've uh, been – it's been going pretty good. Um, obviously, we've uh, had a little bit of a rough season, but um, – we're just kind of focusing on how we can get better every day and um, go into the end of the season, just uh, making sure that we can stay competitive and um, work on how we can be competitive every day. And hopefully um, maybe have a surprise here at the end of the season, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah. How do you like have that mindset of being positive? Because just from an outsider's perspective, your team's five and 18 right now. Um, how do you try to maintain positivity um, when the record not, might not look as good as you guys wanted to? Yeah, definitely. Um, we kind of as a team, we just focus on um, how we can make our experience the best because um, obviously it is our college hockey experience and um, just how we just make it into a fun time for everybody at practice. Just try to at least as much as we can. Um, but uh, yeah, so we just focus on how we can make it our experience and um, just have fun with it as we go along, um, even though we don't have we haven't had that much success yet, but um, it's just going, we're just focusing on how we can get better every day. So Now you play in the NEWHA, also known as NUHA. Uh, just talk about playing in that conference and just talk about the competition you face every night because it looks like a small conference, but obviously you play some really tough opponents every night um, for your conference games. Yeah, um, I think playing in NUHA uh, is pretty exciting right now. Um, just competing in it and because it is like the newest uh, addition to NCAA Division One college hockey right now um, I think it's just pretty exciting to be um, to compete against because there are a lot there are a few talented teams in this um, conference and uh, just being able to um, play every night against them and um, just teams like LIU and uh, Franklin Pierce, they're very talented and very strong, and um, it's exciting to be just be a part of it and um, experience and be part of the transition to and addition to the you know um, Division One, uh, I guess, league. Yeah. 
Yeah, obviously they expanded the tournament this year. Um, so my question is, when is the automatic bid coming for Nuha? I find it kind of odd that they didn't have it this year because I know it's. I know the conference is eligible. I'm just curious, like, how does that process work, and what year do you expect that to happen? Do you need to like, uh, I don't know, is it like a whole like grandfather process kind of thing? Yeah, well, honestly, like we don't really know either. Um, for the most part, I've kind of talked about it with my coach a bit, but. Um, from what we know, there's been complications with COVID because from what we know, it's like you need three years as a conference to be before you are eligible. Um, and we didn't know coming into the season if they were going to count last year as like an actual season for our conference. Um, but I guess they, I don't, I don't know why the bid didn't happen, but um, uh, I think going forward, like the rumors and everything, we'll see um, if next year they end up because of the expansion if they do end up giving us the bid but I I don't really know too much about that yet but um yeah we'll see I don't really know <laughs> yeah well one thing you get to do this year that you didn't get to do last year kind of corresponding to that answer is you get to play some non-conference games and kind of prove yourself um, to other division one conferences uh talk about how cool that's been for yourself to get the chance to do that this year and um just talk about playing in those games um for your team especially since Nuha is kind of proven themselves uh, with other um, D1 conferences. I saw that St. Anselm beat Brown this year. I also saw that they beat Maine this year as well. So it seems like um, Newhouse is starting to make their mark uh, in the in Division One, beating some of these teams in the ECAC and hockeys. Yeah. Um, so for us, we had the opportunity to go play um, RPI, and we got to go uh, play a series against Dartmouth earlier this season. And that was really big, um, really big moment for our program, I think. Um, Obviously, we didn't get like we didn't get the outcome that we would have wanted, but I think um, with how young our team is and just how we went into that, just expecting you know, we just expected that we wanted to make sure that we could make a, some type of statement, and um, we did end up holding RPI to a four-two loss, and then Dartmouth. Um, I'm pretty sure the first game we got blown out like eight-one, but then it was an overnight, so we regrouped at the hotel, had a good conversation within the team, and. Saturday night we came back and held them to another 4-2 loss. So um, that was probably that was probably my favorite experience so far in college hockey because um, in Newha we don't because like all our, all the teams are kind of newer programs. Um, we don't really get the experience of going to the, our conference games and getting like that stadium experience of being like in a true D1 like rink. And I think that was huge for like all of us on the team that we just like got to go to those. Um, go to those stadiums at RPI and Dartmouth and just experience that for um, what it really is. Are a lot of the rinks at Newha kind of like um, like old youth hockey rinks that you experienced like growing up? I th that's kind of the vision I get when I think about it since you mentioned that. Yeah, kind of. So our rink is off campus. Um, it's in Shelton, Connecticut. So that's kind of just like a youth rink. Um, we share our home rink with Sacred Heart actually. So they play downstairs, we play upstairs. Um, yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure LIU plays at the Islanders practice rink, which that's pretty, that's fun to go to. Um, and then Franklin Pierce, yeah, they play off campus at um, Winston, I'm pretty sure, that prep school. But yeah, so St. Anselm is nice because they have their own rink, so. Yeah. Now, what's what was the Dartmouth uh, rink like? Uh, just because I'm watching a game, or no, I, haven't, I didn't go to a game this year, but watching it from like a TV screen, it seems very, very green. Um, I wonder what that yeah. experience was like for you. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, their rink is 
it was just really cool experience. Um, it's pretty historical inside there. So just getting getting the opportunity to walk around in there and just see everything was really fun. Now, talk about yourself for this season. What, what's been like the biggest improvement you've made to your game so far this year? Yeah, so for my game, I guess I just worked on my confidence a lot um, because coming into this season, it was kind of awkward because we, like I said, we had our freshman year, sophomore year, um, we didn't play because of COVID. We were virtual. And then um, coming into this year, we're all of a sudden, my class, like we're juniors and we're the upperclassmen now and we only have two seniors. So um, like look going into like the confidence part, like all your teammates like look to you now because you're an upperclassman, like have that confidence. And um, because I didn't like get the sophomore season, it was just kind of like, whoa, like, you know, like all of a sudden, like everybody's looking at you to like know everything. But um, yeah, no, I think at first it was a little rocky, but now like now that we're in complete, like in the swing of the season, um, I just really focused on like my men my mental game and like growing my confidence. And what type of leadership do you try to bring to the team? Are you a vocal leader, lead by example? I feel like with so many juniors in your class, you guys can evenly divide that leadership role, which I think is one positive you can take away from it, even though you've only had one one year basically of college hockey under your belt. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So my leadership um, for me, I kind of just like let my hard work and practice and in games like speak. I don't um, speak up that much. Um, but we do have a core leadership group. Um, our coaches named captains back in October. Um, it's myself, uh, Sadie Storm, she's a junior forward, and Caitlin Daly, she's a senior goaltender. And just uh, being able to work with them and having them like to be able to um, support, we support each other pretty well. And um, we just, we've been re working really hard to support our teammates all this, this whole season. So, but yeah, I just kind of um, stay back, like work my hardest, um, just like let my hard work talk and then if something needs to be said I feel like I've built a relationship with my teammates where if I do say something they um, they're receptive and they listen and they're like okay then like once it's kind of like once Eve says something like then it's like okay then everybody has to listen so mm -hmm. and talk about the freshmen in your team um, what are they like and um, have you tried to help their transition into college hockey yeah, so we have 16 freshmen this year, which wow. is a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's been, it was very um, overwhelming, I would say, for everybody when we first got back on campus. Um, and not that like all of them are technically freshmen academically. Um, they did do the virtual, like half of them did do virtually. So they are like academic sophomores. But like we have 16 first year college hockey players on our team. So we're very, very young. And um we kind of like my junior class kind of relates to them because when we came in, we were 12 freshmen, a class of 12 freshmen, but um, that's narrowed down now. But so it's been, so we kind of relate with them and um, we know what they kind of went through. So we've just been working our hardest um, as like a junior, like as the upperclassmen to just make sure that they are getting through and like we're supporting them and getting through like this season and making sure that their first year college hockey is as good as it can be yeah and um i guess like obviously having 16 new players in the team they're gonna be thrown in situations that most first year players really don't need to get thrown into just because of how how college hockey works so how's that been like for yourself to see their development from their first game and then to now basically seeing how they handle those big game situations that they're thrown into yeah it's it's been 
awesome. It's been really rewarding to watch them um, just develop because, you know, we had that first weekend against St. Mike's. We got the sweep, but then, like, we went into some pretty – some more difficult games after that. And um, it's been – I give them so much credit because they have been um, just amazing. Their attitudes like are just, have just been great all season. Um, even with like the adversity we've had to go through, go through as a team. It's just, um, it's been, been good working with all of them. I'm, I'm proud of all of them. <laughs> yeah, and I kind of want to talk about some highlights um, from this season so far. And you mentioned one of them, you swept St. Michael's uh, to start off the season. Um, how important was that sweep for your team, especially to kind of get the season starting off in the right note? Yeah, so that was our first conference weekend, and um, it was a lot of pregame jitters as we were, you know, as we were getting into the first game, and um, because everybody was so young. And um, when we go into games, it's like the starting lineup is, you know, um, it's the lineup is like four freshmen, and then we'll have one junior. So it's just kind of funny when you have all that, and then you go up against other teams where it's like all juniors and seniors on the starting lineup. So that's kind of hard. But um, the sweep against St. Michael's really, I think, helped them a lot. Um, the first game that we played, it was zero-zero the whole game, and then we went into overtime and got that got that W, um, which really fired everybody up for Saturday when we went in and um, then just took the game. So. Yeah, I think it was really good for the confidence boost right at the beginning. And then it just helped us, like, keep focused on, like, what's to come next. And you also swept Ana Maria College um, to start off the second half of the season. Um, that was another big highlight for your team this year. So talk about that sweep and how important it was just because your team kind of have a kind of had a big break from that game until the start of the second half of the season. So it must have been nice to get the second semester starting off on the right note, but also your team got swept the previous two weekends before that um, series. So it must've been nice to kind of turn things around after a tough couple of games, a stretch of games that your team had. Yeah, Anna Maria College is, um, they're obviously still, they're D3. So um, we're still kind of transitioning out of that like mixed schedule that we had um, from years past and playing them coming in from the season or coming in from break was, um, it was fun for everybody. Um, we kind of got to get the group going again. And um, I sadly didn't get to compete with the team that weekend. I um, tested positive for COVID right when I got back on campus. So I was in quarantine for 10 days. And then I also broke my thumb in the Dartmouth game. So I didn't get back until um, like the week after that. So, um, but it was just fun because that was, that Friday was the day I got out of quarantine. So I got to go back and be with the team for the game at least. And just support them and um, be part of the atmosphere again and just say, say hi to everybody again because it was like a month and a half, I think, because I hadn't seen any of them until then because we did have a pretty long break. So. Yeah, no, how'd you uh, handle quarantine? That must suck. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, it wasn't fun. <laughs> it's going to stay in my since heart. You don't live in Connecticut too. So, like, you had to be stuck in your dorm. I feel like that's worse. Like, if I feel like if you live closer, you can just, like, stay in your house and, like, just chill there. But, like, if you don't yeah. live anywhere near campus, it kind of sucks being stuck in a small dorm room. Yeah, I, I wasn't – I don't – I live in an apartment um, off campus just a little bit, like, five minutes. Um, so, I mean, that was nice. I have my – I have my own room and everything. I just have one roommate, so I just got to spend um, time there. But, yeah, it, it wasn't fun, but <laughs> – Yeah. And obviously, how'd you handle the thumb injury as well? Like, um, that must suck too. I feel like it's, I feel, could you still play with a broken thumb if you had to? You just got to find a way to put the gloves on, I assume. Yeah, um, I guess, 
I don't know, because it happened the game, it happened the last game of um, right before break. So like literally a minute left in the game, I broke my thumb. Um, so I had that time. So I wasn't really worried about like getting back because I, it didn't, it wasn't that major. So I wasn't concerned, but um, it does hurt still, but I'm mm -hmm. not. Yeah. How did the injury occur? Um, I was trying to get off the ice at Dartmouth and I turned around and I just ran into a girl and she hit my thumb and it just snapped in half. So cool. did you know right there that it was broken? Yeah, I kind of got on the bench. I took my glove off, looked at my trainer and it was like crooked. And I was like, oh. yeah, this is not good. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. So yeah. well, luckily it happened like probably the best way, best time of the game, like towards the end of the game, the last um, game before break. Yeah. So you didn't really have to miss too much time because of it. So I guess that's like one positive you can take away from it. Yeah, for that it was fortunate, but. <laughs> oh yeah, no, you don't want to break your thumb ever, but I'm just saying like if you had to pick a time to break it, that would have been the time to do it, I assume. Yeah. <laughs> no, I kind of want to transition because how was, how was, talk about preparing for this upcoming year. How was your off season? What'd you do? Um, was it, did you do anything interesting whether it was hockey related, not hockey related, but also it must've been kind of a weirder off season for you because you had so much time uh, just because you didn't have a season last year to prepare for this season. Yeah, exactly. We, I had a, we had a very long off season cause we had the whole year. Um, basically I spent, a lot of my free time. Um, I worked at a bar in my hometown. Um, I just waitressed and I bartended a little bit too. Um, and then I actually had knee surgery in March 2021. Um, I tore my meniscus in my freshman season, but I played out the rest of the season with it. And then I had surgery then. So um, half of the summer, I just kind of spent rehabbing and getting back to the point where I could walk again. And then the um, next half of the summer, I just worked on um, getting back in shape. I work out with a gym in my hometown called Sports Advantage. They have a couple of trainers there that um, get you in shape pretty well. And then I also have a skills coach that uh, was, he was also my brother's high school hockey coach. Um, I work with him all the time. So in the summer, I shoot pucks, get on the ice with them, just work on my skills. So yeah, how is the balance of trying to prepare for um, the hockey season, but also trying to rehab that meniscus? Like, is there a balance yeah. to it? Because you also need to focus. Because I feel like if you spend too much time rehabbing the meniscus, you might take away from some of the skills that you'll be trying to gain during the off season. Yeah, it was, um, it was kind of, it kind of happened like at a good time, I guess, March. I had enough time before, um, you know, like, because I was back in the swing of things by, you know, end of June, I could basically, I could skate and walk and run as much as I needed to. And, um, just, it wasn't too, I mean, it, it sucked, but it wasn't like, <laughs> it didn't take that much away from my uh, development for the skills for coming up in the season, I don't think, but. Mm -hmm. And obviously, how is training going now? Are you working on anything? Most people talk about like off-season training, but no one talks about in-season training. Is it the same or is it just like, um, not really just because you have so much things to do in between like classes and stuff? Yeah, it's, it's kind of not the same I don't know we have uh, we have a strength coach um, we work with them about well because right now we're really we've been really busy with games because some of them have gotten canceled and we had to make them up but um, uh, we try and get into the weight room at least three times a week and uh, right after practice so we um, that way it's just working and we're just trying to get stronger and get better especially with all the young girls on the team who are still adjusting to like the college hockey play um, but 
other than that, I think it's it's been going well in season training. Um, yeah. Yeah. Are you? Um, what's what's the what's the weight room like at the team? Like, who's the most like hyped up um, when that happens? I feel like there's always got to be that one person. Yeah. Um, I would definitely uh, give a shout out to Julia Osaki. Um, she's a big she's big into the weight room. Um, she works out all the time. She's um, definitely probably is the most like she's the most uh, she can probably definitely deadlift squat bench the most and she's just very exciting in the weight room and it's always fun to um, play with her and weight train with her and how's it been like balancing both academics and hockey this year um, for yourself was it different than freshman year or is it basically the same and what's your secret to it yeah so this year was definitely harder for me um, my major um, is pretty difficult I major in applied math and data science oh so my last God. that's semester, a, that's a tough I <laughs> can't do that so not a math guy so thank you for doing that <laughs> yeah um, I had to take some pretty challenging courses last semester and um, I was pretty stressed out <laughs> quite a bit and everybody could tell so but um, it was okay I um, I, I'm pretty good at time management, and that's just kind of what I focus on is, you know, do your job at the rink, get to class, get to the library, do what you need to do every day, and um, just focus on, you know, you're there for school, you're not you're not technically there for hockey, um, so that's just kind of been my focus is just making sure you get your job done. Nice. What do you hope to use that degree for after college? Like, do you want to be like a math teacher or something? No, I'm, I'm looking in – I. I want to be like a data analyst. Um, so yeah, like work for a company. Um, you basically just like translate data into like how people can understand it. Um, and just, um, show like people that aren't number people so they can understand it like yeah. <laughs> on their level. Mm -hmm. So that's no. kind of what I want to do. Nice. All right. That's cool. That's cool. So like what type of like data would you like analyze? I'm just, I'm just curious cause I'm not sure like how it all works. Yeah, I'm, um, I would, I'm kind of looking into, um, it, it'd be, it, it depends. Like there's so many as, like aspects you can go around it. Um, like there, you can go into like healthcare and um, work with all their numbers and help them. Or um, you can go into manufacturing, which um, work for factories and just like take care of their, um, like, sec like security. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's just a whole, there's a whole lot of avenues that you can take with the um, major. And um, I'm still, Kind of working on narrowing it down um, to what I exactly want to do, but I'm definitely looking into like probably the healthcare side of it and behind the scenes in the hospital. So, yeah, yeah. So uh, I wish you all the best with that because, like I said, I'm not a math guy, so we need people like you to analyze the data <laughs> so I can understand it because I definitely can't. I had to take math last semester, like as a general requirement, and it was tough to get through, but I managed to get through it. So, um, yeah, it was definitely a challenge to just do like basic math. So. Uh, shout out yeah. to you for um, doing all that uh, applied mathematics. That seems pretty difficult. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because I have to. All my teammates there, if they ne ever need help with you know math, they just always like, Eve, can you do my math homework? I'm like, <laughs> no, I can help you with your math homework. But yeah. <laughs> so I kind of want to transition now and talk about the beginning of your hockey career and kind of work all the way up to where you are now. So you're from a town. I don't know if this is the actual name of the town, Beaver Dam, Wisconsin. Is that the name of the town? That's kind of cool. Yes, it is Beaver Dam, Wisconsin. Um, I guess so the beginning of my hockey career, actually, it starts in Hayward, Wisconsin. Um, my family, we lived there for a few years when I was really little. And I have two older brothers, and um, they went to school, and all of their friends played hockey because Hayward's a pretty big hockey community. 
and they came home and they told our parents that like they want to play hockey so um, they took them to the rink and obviously they fell in love with the game and I was pretty young at that point I wasn't even walking yet but the second that I started walking my brothers laced me up in some skates and sent me on my way and I've been the, on the ice ever since and um, then after that we ended up moving to Beaver Dam because my dad got trans my dad was in the military and he got transferred um, down to southeastern Wisconsin to uh, work there and um, I we then like a key point when we moved was like it didn't matter where we were there just had to be a hockey rink in the town so we moved to Beaver Dam and the rink was five minutes from um, our house and I grew up playing boys hockey there and it um, it was just a great experience it's a great little community too um, I loved growing up I loved growing up there I loved playing hockey I have some of my best friends from um, all like just from all over the state of Wisconsin because you know it's a pretty small community once you get into it and yeah. Is there a reason why it's called Beaver Dam? Like is there a giant beaver dam that's there or is it just called that? I don't I don't I don't really know the history. Um yeah, it's always kind of funny. We're the golden beavers, so nice. That was my high yeah. school mascot, the beaver. So I do I do like yeah. that. I do like the beaver. So um that's pretty cool. So no um and who was your favorite player growing up? Uh, was it someone, I don't know, Wisconsin, was it someone on the Badgers maybe, or was it like someone in the NHL maybe? Yeah, I have, I mean, I have a few. I, on the guys' side, I um, really enjoyed watching Joe Pavelski. He's from Wisconsin. Um, he's from Stevens Point area. And then also like Jake McCabe, he um, is from the Eau Claire area, I believe. Um, and on the women's side, like obviously Brianna Decker, she's from Wisconsin. She was just, you know, you always heard about her growing up um, because she, national team she's phenomenal um and i am always i've always have and always will be like a diehard badgers fan um i love the badgers always like just watch them um i think one player on the badgers that i always like followed um pretty closely in her career was annie pankowski she um was a pretty big asset and it was always interesting to see like her story because she came from california Mm -hmm. um, it just like made it big under the Badgers and she was a huge asset to that team and it was just fun to watch her play. Yeah, I had her on the podcast uh, um, last October and yeah, it was cool talking to her, hearing her and how she was just a great leader for that team too, but very humble yeah. person. Uh, that's one thing that I really admire about her just because she's accomplished all these things in like college hockey and like you wouldn't even yeah. know it if you like met her. And now she's in like veterinary school last time I spoke to her on that podcast. So it's pretty cool what she's up yeah. to now. Yeah, she's, yeah, I just like watching her play. She was awesome, and mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> what if Post played Wisconsin? Like, how, how's that going to work since you're a diehard Badger fan? Because technically that could happen. You're both D1 schools. Yeah, um, I don't know. It'd be really, it'd be a really cool experience, um, but yeah, it'd be very interesting. I don't know <laughs> how that would work out. Um, I would, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think... It would just be interesting because obviously my brother actually goes to UW Madison. He goes to med school there. Um, yeah. So it'd be kind of funny. He would kind of, he definitely would show up to the game in a Badger jersey just to make fun of me. But um, <laughs> uh, that would be an interesting experience. But now before, I don't know if it will happen. <laughs> it could technically happen. I don't know if it's in the works or anything, but I'm just saying that, that that's definitely a possibility with two D1. Yeah, it is. But. We'll see. I don't know. It definitely probably won't in my time, but in the future down the road, mm -hmm. that'd be really cool to see Post go up against Wisconsin. Who would you root for for that if, like, you're, like, not playing, like, in the future? 
I'd have to post because I mean yeah. they'd obviously probably be the, they'd obviously be the underdog. So. <laughs> so no, that's that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. No, I think they did. They did play D three school this season. I saw that, but I think it was for like a charity event, if I'm not mistaken. So. Yeah, they played Eau Claire, um, the in-state um, D three team. That was um, that was exciting for the I think the state of Wisconsin because it was like. Because Eau Claire is a very well-respected um, Division three program. I have, I actually have a lot of friends on the team, and um, just seeing like you know one of the top D three programs go against the top Division one team in the nation was that was pretty exciting. Now, before college hockey, you played for Team Wisconsin and the Milwaukee Junior Admirals. Um, talk about how you got the opportunity to play for those teams, and just talk about your experience with those teams as well. What did you take away from the, from your time there, from from your time with those um, organizations? So um, going into high school, because I did play boys hockey all the way up leading until then, um, you kind of have to like make the decision in Wisconsin is because um, they don't allow you to play AAA and high school hockey at the same time. Um, so you kind of have to choose like if you want to play for your high school team or play AAA. And um, Wisconsin high school hockey isn't as like respected as um, Minnesota hockey would be, I guess, on the girls' side. Um, so I kind of just made the decision that I wanted to go play at a AAA program and I tried out for the Milwaukee Junior Admirals and, um, Madison Capitals and they were both like an hour and a half away drive for practice. So it just didn't really matter which program I chose, but at the time I just kind of had more confidence in the Admirals. So I chose them and I had a really great three years with them. Um, I would not be the same hockey player if I didn't play for them and, um, it was, a fun time. I made a lot of made a lot of good friends and everything. And um, but I think the best decision I made for um, my hockey career was definitely going to Team Wisconsin my, for my senior year. Um, I just tried out for the team the spring of my junior year, I believe it was, and I, I made it. And so, and that program really just took you in like family. Um, it was just amazing. It didn't really matter that I didn't play with the girls for the three years prior. Before that, they just um, they were amazing and like. They were so much fun, and um, I think we have we had a really great team that year um, for Team Wisconsin. We um, won state, and that was definitely my most favorite memory um, with that team. So, now, what's the best like memory you've had with the Junior Admirals? I'm curious about that. Um, I would have to say, honestly, just our uh, road trips. We'd always um, you're with that team especially on the AAA team, like you're with that team for nine months out of the year and um, you spend so much time together, practice games on the weekends. Um, it's, it's a big commitment, AAA hockey, especially if you're trying to like have a regular high school experience as well, because um, you know, you play, you have to leave on Thursday, basically every week to go play somewhere like Detroit or Ontario to go play in those um, showcases. And um, I just think the memories that I made with my teammates and those three years was just something that was very exciting. It's just a great memories. Do you have any cool bus stories? Nine hour trips are probably some interesting things that have happened. Yeah. Oh gosh. I can't think of any right now, but I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure there's a bunch of stories. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> now how did those experiences help prepare you for college hockey with post? Yeah, I kind of, I just had a great like support supporting um I just had great support around me I guess the coaching staff so um they kind of really just showed you um how you 
like taught you exactly what like you needed to do to get to that next level and they showed um exact everything that you know i give a lot of um credit to dave wooding he was my team wisconsin coach he um, helped me a lot in my senior year just getting me to where i need where i wanted to be and um the team wisconsin just association in general was just um amazing they taught me a lot and it was just great to be a part of that now talk about your recruitment process. Um, what was that experience like for you and what made you want to go to post versus other schools you might've looked at at the time? Yeah. So, um, post reached out. Um, so I kind of had, I had a few other offers that I was, um, just kind of floating around with in my senior year of high school. Um, it was getting to be pretty late and I just, um, none of them were like really exactly, you know, they either, didn't have like the academics I wanted or they didn't want, or they didn't have like the um, like financial side that would be as beneficial for me that I was kind of looking for. And location, I really wanted to go to the East Coast. That was um, definitely something that I just always wanted to do. I wanted to play hockey on the East Coast in college and post checked all of those boxes. And when they reached out, they uh, coach Isaacson sent me an email um, one night and I kind of, looked at it and I didn't really know like if it was like a real thing I was like what um and then I just kind of looked into the school and saw that they did have the major that I wanted and um got on the phone with coach Isaacson and had a good conversation and went to go on a visit and it was just kind of it was just kind of awesome like when I got back when I got to campus I just it was a small university um kind of exactly where I wanted it to be we're about an hour from New York two hours from Boston, you know, 30 minutes from New Haven. So like if we get bored on an off weekend, there's always something to do. Um, so yeah, that's all the rest is history. I committed. And <laughs> how did they find you since do you know how I, they found you or was it kind of just like um, from videos and stuff like you, like you posted? Cause I know some people would just like post like their highlights on like um, YouTube and yeah. stuff. I honestly, I think I don't really know. I didn't really I didn't really reach out to them he reached out to me I don't really remember I don't I guess I never really asked him how he like got <laughs> how he like learned about me but hey now you have something to ask him tomorrow I guess I do I do might give shoot him a text after this <laughs> no um and also going to post like just curious like what made you want to go to the east coast um because I feel like a lot of people from the midwest like staying home and playing for their like hometown schools uh, what made you kind of want to go out to the East Coast? Was it just like, uh, just for a different experience or kind of just, um, just want to see what the East Coast is like, I guess? Yeah, I kind of, I spent a lot of time, like, I guess I went to a few tournaments out on the East Coast, I, like Beantown. Um, I spent some time at some other camps just around here and I just kind of really liked it. I liked the, um, it just lured me in when I, once I got out here and uh, I guess I was just kind of looking for a a new experience. Um, the Midwest is great. I love it. Um, but yeah, I just was ready to experience something new going into college. Now talk about the adjustment to college hockey. What was that like for yourself? And what was the biggest adjustment you had to make? Was it the speed of the game, mental side of the game, or was it just balancing academics and hockey like we talked about earlier? I would say um, definitely like the speed of the game. And I would say the physicality of the game as well. Um, I Obviously, I did have physic. I did have experience with physicality in hockey before, um, but like 
I was always used to, I'm six foot one, big defenseman. So like, I was always kind of used to being like the biggest one on the ice, no matter like what team I would play. And I remember my first college game, I like got out on the ice and I, I think we, we played St. Anselm and that was my first game. And I was just like, whoa, like all of these girls are big and they know how to like use their bodies. And that was like the first like wake up call for me. I was like, okay, like I have to work on this. I have to um, really work on how I'm going to like be physical with them and keep up with them in the pace of the game. Do you think, uh, do you think body checking should be allowed in women's hockey? I, yeah, I, I think it should definitely. Um, I think it would help the game improve and just like it would bring a lot more exposure to the women's side of the game, I believe. And mm-hmm. um, it would teach everybody how to, you know, um, have your head up a little bit more because I feel like in women's hockey a lot, like because they know that, you know, that you're going to have that extra space and time with the puck once you get it. Um, you just don't really like have to worry about getting lit up. Mm-hmm. But um, with the boys hockey that I've played, like, you know, like you don't have your head up, you're going to get lit up. Um, so I think checking in hockey would definitely like improve the women's side of the game a lot. Have you ever like um, accidentally checked someone in a women's game before? I feel like that's had to happen uh, from your experience. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've, I've have, I have two penalties this season and one, the first one was they were both in the same game against St. Anselm. <laughs> and it was, I, this girl, we were, I, I, we were on the power play. It was really bad. I was setting up the puck behind the net and this girl came up to me um, and she was like, or checking me. And I just like completely bodied her and she kind of went flying and then they took me to the box. So my, my coach wasn't happy about that because it was on the power play, but. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I, I, I get that. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, it was not good. <laughs> no. And then the same girl for the same same penalty, the same game? It wasn't – no, it wasn't the same girl, but it no. was a penalty just basically – I just kind of bodied her under the boards. But, yeah. It happens. Just don't yeah. do it on the power play. If, uh, yeah, that was game. just – that was a mistake. I Immediately when it happened, I was just like, oh, my God, I can't believe I did that. But yeah. Once <laughs> you see the ref's arm go up, it's like, oh, no. Like, that's just <laughs> that just know you're just going to get an earful and you get back to the bench too. Yeah, so. exactly. So. <laughs> But uh, no, um, kind of last question before I get to the non-hockey segment, but how would you evaluate your college hockey experience so far? Um, it seems pretty unique yeah, just because you didn't get to play last year, but it seems like it's been fun from talking to you for the past 30 minutes so far. Yeah, I would say I would call my college hockey experience just a complete grind, um, mainly because I've kind of – I never really had injuries like in high school or like just in youth hockey, just playing. Like I never really experienced that. And then like when I got into college, I've just kind of been plagued with injuries ever since. And it's been uh, just a grind to just like keep up with everything and um, maintain the, um, I don't know, just everything, just maintain my level of play and just make sure that I'm um, ensuring like I'm doing everything for my teammates. And um, so, yeah, but it's been fun. I, I'm very much enjoying my experience. It's been um, it's been a great opportunity. I I don't take it for granted. Yeah, and I, hopefully um, the injury bug kind of lays off you a little bit for the rest of your career. That kind of, but I feel like it does it teach you like something. Do you learn something in the grind? I guess I feel like most people do. Like you come to appreciate it at some point. Yeah, definitely. I've definitely I've learned to appreciate um, just like being able to play a lot more, just because 
um, my like my knee injury that did it hurt I, like I, I tore it like in the beginning of my freshman season and I just like played out with it um, so just like maintaining that it was just basically a big grind but um, it's I learned a lot and it was it's been a humbling experience yeah. for sure but what was the knee fine now for this season that must be feel like a stress kind of a relief of stress gone that you don't have to deal yeah. with that, like pain um yeah like, definitely it, um it's been it's been good this year i've been working to just keep it make sure that i'm doing everything that so it stays healthy and um i did i mean we did lose a lot of muscle mass with the surgery but um i gained it back for the summer for the most part and once i got back skating every day you know it came back even faster so nice it's it's nice to just have that out of your mind now. So is there, is, is the thumb, like, is the pain for that gone now? For the most part. Yeah. I that's tape good. it. I'm still taping it up, but um, it's not, it doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> so that's good. So that's good. So let's hopefully it stays like that for the rest of the season and your career. So um, yeah, obviously you don't want to be dealing with injuries. That's like the worst part about just sports in general is that injuries, it, 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 it just ruins, it ruins sports sometimes just because, you see these great players and whenever they get hurt, I feel like sometimes it kind of ruins their careers. Yeah. It, yeah. It's been. Now we're, no, it's all good. It's all good. So we're now in a segment. That's, that's a great transition period for me. Not the best transition, but you know, we're we're in a segment I like to call the non-hockey segment where I ask you some non-hockey questions just to get to know you a little bit more off the ice, uh, kind of find your personality a little bit. So, uh, first non-hockey question is, what sports moment do you think should have a documentary about it? I guess this could be hockey-related. Yeah. I um, I was thinking about this. I thought – I'm thinking the um, 2017 when the national – when the women's national team, like, boycotted going to the world championships um, because they were, like, demanding um, equality and just, like, being treated with respect a little bit more. Um, I think that would be an interesting documentary to see just like how that whole, that whole thing went down. Cause I remember I was, um, I was, I don't know how old I was, I guess. I don't know. That was pretty, yeah. But um, they, I remember hearing about it and like USA hockey, like kind of went into panic mode and they went and like asked almost anybody who would like, who would like offer to play for them. I think I remember reading about that. Yeah. They like, they um yeah they even went to like d3 college players just ask them like do you want to play for team usa in the world <laughs> championships because none of the women do and everybody was like no like start i think the argument was like start paying start paying them to play or something i mm-hmm. can't remember exactly exact details but i think that would be a really good um documentary to see like how that all went on because i think that same time like I think like a week before usa hockey just agreed to it and then the women went and played and they won gold so that's a good story i actually didn't know that to be honest with you i knew a little bit about it but not too much that's that would be actually really interesting um documentary to have how does how does the payment work i guess for international hockey since you're technically like it's not like a pro team i have no idea i that is not something that i I have no idea (laughs) so no i feel like didn't the women's soccer team deal with that as well yeah they did that was more recently and that was i think that was like all over the news a little bit even more Mm because but um yeah, I. Yeah, that makes no sense because listen, I love the men's soccer team, but let's be honest, the women's team is much better than they are because uh, exactly they won World yeah. Cups, and I don't see the any World Cups that the men men are winning. I don't think they even qualified last time it, the cycle came up. So 
That's yeah. I definitely disagree with that. So um, next non-hockey question, and this is my one I've been looking forward to because um, obviously on College Hockey Talk, we do a segment called Best Pre-Game Outfits of the Weekend. And Eve, I'm just going to let you know that outfit that you pulled off a couple of weeks ago was <laughs> so. Um, and then the other, uh, some of your other teammates pulled off some great outfits as well. So my question is, who has the best style on the team? It's got to be you. That jacket was looking great. So, um, but uh, <laughs> oh, I, you're funny. I know, um, I, maybe is there anyone else that could kind of top you with that? I think um, personally, I think Cassidy Elvidge definitely has um, some good style. She, um, you featured her as well. She was one of the three in that one um, photo oh, yeah. that you posted. Uh, she had the she had the pimp coat going on that weekend, and we were just all. Um, we just all thought it was kind of funny. So um, Cassidy Elvidge definitely has the best style on the team. <laughs> yeah, no. So no, the, 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 that was another solid photo too. Any, any photo that gets onto that is means you like, you really pulled it off very well because there's some, awesome. I get a lot of suggestions. So I will say that. So that's, that's, uh, I want to shout you out for that. That was a great, great outfit. Great. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> shout out to Cassidy as well for that pimp coat, right? Well, I don't know. What yeah. That <laughs> Oh, that's funny. So what is the most interesting thing you've seen or read this week? Um, I guess I haven't been like keeping up with like mainstream media that much because I've just been very busy. But um, I guess today is um, February 2nd. It's National Women and Girls in Sports Day. So that's always uh, um, interesting. Just seeing that throughout social media today was it's always fun to yeah, everybody posts all the teams and yeah. support women's sports. Well, happy National Women's in Sports Day to you, because um, that does apply to you. And so, uh, uh, so happy. I don't know what I. I actually did not see that today. I've, I've been busy with school. Oh, so. been on all the teams sites yeah. or teams posts today. So awesome, awesome. That's a good holiday. So shout out to you for that, and shout out to all the women in sports for that too. That's pretty awesome. I guess the most interesting thing that I saw this week is probably. I don't know Groundhog Day. I think that's an interesting holiday. So um, he saw the he saw a shadow. So six more weeks of winter. But Groundhog Day is one of the best movies um, out there too. So I might watch that tonight. But uh, that was yeah. probably interesting because I just don't know like how that holiday started. I just find it interesting. Yeah, I don't know what happens. It makes no sense, but it's kind of cool, I guess. It's just interesting. Something to do in February, mm-hmm. I guess. Something to oh, look yeah. at. <laughs> so next question is: If you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be and why? Probably the East Coast if you wanted to, since that was like kind of your spot. Yeah, it was my spot. Um, but I mean, anywhere in the world, obviously, I would pick Hawaii um, <laughs> just to even get a different. Um, I We went there um, for a family vacation last summer and um, it was just amazing. And it'd be awesome to live there. Just have a different way, different type life experience, obviously, than <laughs> hockey. But um, I think being able to surf every day would be and very very fun thing to do yeah no hawaii seems like a great spot the only reason why i wouldn't want to live there is there's no hockey and i need yeah that's the one thing i I couldn't handle like a year without like going to games and stuff so that'll be tough i guess i did kind of handle it last year but i'm just saying like i couldn't even like it would just be tough for me not to do that be so attached from yeah to be so like so far away from just like hockey It it would not be it would not be good for me. So that's why I don't think I could live there, but I definitely would want to visit there for a week for sure. Yeah. Now, if there was a movie made about your life, who would you want to play yourself? Oh boy. Um, I think I would say Amanda Seyfried. Um, she is in Mean Girls. 
mm-hmm. everything. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. It, not that she like. I don't think that she would like look look like me that much or anything. But I think just like seeing her personality and everything and the way that she acts, I think she would capture my personality well. <laughs> nice, nice. Who would who would Rachel make Rachel McAdams play in the post women's hockey movie if that was the case? Kind of reunite the Mean Girls cast. <laughs> yeah, that would be funny. Um, who would? Um, oh boy, I think it would be. I'll have to say my roommate Victoria Payton. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's good. So, and then uh, final non-hockey question is: What music um, do you like to listen to? Uh, I listen to so much, um, just like a little bit of everything. But I guess I'm really into like Tyler Childers right now. Um, I like I like country a lot. Um, I guess I I'm, I like Quinn ninety two. Um, Greta Van Fleet, they're a good band. Um, yeah, I kind of just like country, pop, rock, anything. I mm-hmm. listen to everything. Yeah, I'm the same way. I have a playlist for each genre. So whatever mood I'm in, I can just go to that. Yeah, I yeah, I do the same thing. Basically, I just have I have a whole bunch of playlists. And it's just like, what am I feeling now? Mm-hmm. I'll go to that and play that. Yeah, so uh, like today I was listening to country music. And uh, it was just a good vibe going to school and stuff. And then coming back home just like working out like i was listening to some kodak black so it's just like such like varying types of music for me so yeah, that's exactly. why i feel like i have like a strange sense of like um like music taste that other people have but i will say this like i feel like people that only like one genre of music i think they're kind of weird like i don't know how you can only like one genre of music yeah i don't know how i just get bored after a while like i'll listen to like i'll listen to the same genre for a <laughs> while and i'm just like no, I can't do this anymore. And then I'll just go to a different one. And um, yeah, I don't understand how people can just listen to one thing all the time. Yeah, kind of a red flag for me, honestly. If you only listen to genre music, it just makes no sense. I think it's kind of weird. So, um, but back to some hockey questions now. First one is, um, what advice would you give a younger player who um, is trying to make it to the D1 college hockey level? Yeah, I would um, definitely just, I guess I have two points of, um, advice I would say kind of just like don't um just live this like enjoy it while you have it like no matter what like your process is going to look like um even if you get like like I wouldn't say I wouldn't just just like be patient and like your time will come like even if it doesn't feel like it's going to um just like as long as you put in the work and do everything you need to do um you're going to get the looks that you want in the end um no matter how long it takes um and I just and also I would say like during the recruiting process, one thing I would, um, I didn't really like think about at all during my recruiting process, but once I got to college, I was like, well, that's definitely something to think about is like location of your school, like as in um, how long like your bus trips will be and everything. Cause a lot, some schools it's like, your bus trips are like 10 hours long every single time. And once I got to post, like our longest bus trip is five hours and that's up to St. Mike's and that's like one time a year. And then everything else is like, you know, one, two hours away. So like, you're not spending your life on a bus if that's not like, you know, it's kind of, that was something that I just kind of realized once I got into college where I was like, that's actually really nice. Like you don't have to, um, like on a Saturday night, once you get back from an overnight, like you don't get home so late that it's like, you just have to go to bed immediately and then just like, you know, spend your day relaxing. Like you still have to get home like early enough to where like you get to relax with your friends for a bit if you want to. So 
Yeah, I feel like that's like a benefit for just East Coast in general. I feel like it's more yeah. like East Coast schools have lo- 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 less long bus rides because, like in the mm-hmm. Midwest, like WCHA, like I think you have to fly out sometimes just because. Yeah, they have to go on planes all the time, far. which, I mean, I don't know, plane wouldn't be that bad, I guess. But it, I feel like it's just a lot more time like put into it. Yeah. And, like not that that's a bad thing, but it's like, I don't know. I feel like sometimes once you get on that bus and it's like the fifth hour, it's like wow this is long (laughs) yeah but at least for st mike's like burlington vermont seems super nice so it's not like the worst place you're traveling to yeah no it is very nice up there especially when there's a bunch of snow up there it's fun freshman year we actually had um we actually went up there and we were four and a half hours up into our trip up there and then like there was a complete blizzard and they canceled the game when we were a half hour away oh i would be so like are you kidding so we were stuck there the whole weekend um just to play because we had to play that because we then played on saturday and then played on sunday before we went home too so i wish we got the games in though like that would suck if you didn't get the games in you just had to be there for the weekend like what a waste of time that would have been yeah no it was a lot of fun though because we got to be in the hotel with the team the whole time so we just we had a lot of fun together nice nice well last question um before i let you go is what should be done to help grow women's hockey in your opinion i think a huge part of it is um just getting the exposure out there. Um, I actually, um, a funny thing was, is I had a conversation with one of my friends at school that's on the men's hockey team. And he kind of said, um, he didn't even realize like women's college hockey or like not women's college hockey, but like women's hockey in general, like was growing as it was as much as it is until he saw Kendall Quinn Schofield like skate at the all-star game a few years ago. And when he said that, I was kind of like, what? Like, that's kind of like, how did you like you didn't even pay attention until then and he was like yeah no like I just didn't even realize it and I guess for me like being in the women's hockey world like my whole life you know that's just you just see like the improvements all the time but other people don't and I think um program like programs like the NHL and everything are like doing a better job lately that are like helping get the exposure out there about women's hockey and just seeing how far it's coming um and I'm it's it'll be exciting to see like how um ever oh there's so many like women like on the national team and everything that are just doing so much to like grow it and mm-hmm. i just think pushing it more and more into um media and just showing and just getting all the exposure like what you're doing i think what you do is awesome this podcast is great it's great exposure for everybody i think yeah, no, the whole reason why, one of the reasons I wanted to start College Hockey Talk, and I, obviously I wanted to make it different than other podcasts that are out there since there's so many, is I feel like there's a, a lot of the hockey platforms out there either focus specifically on men's hockey or women's hockey, but there's not a platform that, like, talks about both on, like, the same thing. So that's kind of why I started. Yeah. I thought that would be kind of cool to kind of talk about both and have both um, sides come on. And I feel like for women's players that, like, follow the account like they can see what it's like for men's hockey and then for the men's players following the account they can see what it's like for women's hockey and I think that ultimately help college hockey grow but also help women's hockey grow as well because you're getting exposure from different eyes that might not be um, watching it too much. Yeah definitely I think it's awesome when I first saw your account I thought it was great it was um, really cool so. <laughs> I appreciate when how long you've been following. Um Quite a while, I would say, like sometime last year. Um, oh, nice! Found it, so. Awesome. Well, I appreciate that. It means a lot. Thank you for the follow, but uh, also thank you for coming on, Eve. It really means a lot to myself. 
Um, yeah, any shout outs you. before we let you go? Um, I know we shouted out Cassidy, but is there any other teammates you might have for, met, forgot to mention? Yeah, definitely. Um, I'll shout well, first off, I'll shout out my, my parents. Um, I'll shout out my two older brothers. Um, and I, I guess I'll give a shout out to Catherine Prue, Ellie McKenna, Victoria Payton, um, Sadie Storm, um, Julia Wasaki. I already did that. Uh, I've, yeah, just everybody who's everybody on the team, I guess. Um, my coaches, obviously. Um, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> and the pimp coat too. Oh yeah. 100%. Always the pimp coat. <laughs> Well, thank you for coming on. Like I said, Eve, it means a lot to myself. I really appreciate it. Good uh, good luck for the rest of the season. It's kind of hard to believe that's like almost two weeks before the regular season's over. So how does postseason work um, for the NUHA? I'm curious. Is it like um, like the week after you guys um, play your final weekend, like it's first round? Is it like a series? Is it like only a single-game elimination? Like I'm just curious. Yeah, it's a, I'm pretty sure it's a, yeah, a single-game elimination after like the week after. Um, and then there's like – there's um you play the one you play the first round and then if you win you go into the tournament the new hot tournament where i don't know where the new hot tournament is this year but um and then there's then the semifinals and then there's the final mm-hmm. so. nice awesome well hopefully your team gets it to the new hot tournament that'll be pretty fun so um but uh i wish you all the best like i said before and thank you so much for coming on i really appreciate it yeah thank you very much for having me Thank you so much for listening to today's interview of College Hockey Talk. If you want to check out our older interviews, make sure to do that. You can do that on the Apple Podcast page, Spotify account, or our YouTube channel where you can watch many different interviews from this podcast. Uh, Make sure you follow our social media accounts at College Hockey Talk, and I'll see you guys next time with another great interview. But until then, take care and have a great day. Bye. This love of